Hi, and welcome to This Beautiful Mess. I'm Janda, and I'm your host, and I'm so excited that this is not only my fifth episode, but it's my first guest interview episode. Today, you'll be hearing from Dr. Susanna Bazzoni. She is a a lifestyle medicine physician here in Chattanooga, and she's going to be talking all about what it's like to pursue your dream and start a business and balance that with motherhood and and all the fun things that a lot of us are juggling. I did want to let you know, so we were wrapping up our interview and we had said our goodbyes. And of course, we started talking about something else, which led to more conversation. So towards the end of the podcast, you may hear an abrupt change. And we just started talking again. And I just felt like I really needed to include it because we're talking then about all the things that women juggle and it's so relatable and so relevant. You also may notice here and there we did have some audio glitches, so the audio may break for a minute or speed up for a minute, so just please pardon those. There's there's a few glitches in there, but overall, it's a wonderful interview, and I really enjoyed talking to her, and I think you'll really enjoy listening. So here we go. So today we have Dr. Susanna Bazzoni, and I'm so excited to have you on the podcast. Uh, She is the owner of True Health Journey, and let's just jump right in and talk all about your practice, what it is, what you do, how you got started. Welcome. Absolutely. Thank you so much. I'm excited too, so thanks for having me. Um, So True Health Journey is a lifestyle medicine practice, and really the mission and our vision is to inspire, empower, and unite individuals and communities around positive change. You know, that positive change that with the end goal creates more vibrant health and more purpose-driven living. So that's really the overall entity. And while I'm a medical doctor, it's certainly not a classic medical practice. I see patients individually, but a lot of our focus is really to get groups together because, you know, if, if just to kind of give a background of lifestyle medicine, what it is, is the evidence-based use of lifestyle, meaning what should we eat? How should we move? How should we sleep? You know, how should we stress less, love more and then detox in a way um, in, in order to basically live our most vibrant lives. So it's the evidence-based use of how we live to prevent, treat, and even reverse diseases um, and and really the goal towards chronic diseases, which is what we mostly die of and what most of our morbidity and our reduction in function and what we spend most of our healthcare dollars on. So so that's in a a very wordy nutshell, what we are and what we do. (laughs) That's awesome. So what, before you started the practice, what were you doing? Yeah, so so I'm a board certified family physician, and I'm also board certified in lifestyle medicine. And I was working in your typical daily grind sick care system, you know, and while there are good intentions, there are wonderful people, um, as probably many of us know, the sicker the patient, the higher the reimbursement, right? Mm -hmm. So despite the wonderful efforts and goals of prevention, 
um, you know, I think it's less than 10% of our healthcare dollars are spent truly on prevention because we spend more than 80% of our healthcare dollars on these chronic diseases. And the problem is that we're, we're taught and we're reimbursed to give medications, to give interventions, to do surgery. And there's wonderful doctors and I'm by no means um, negating the incredible physicians out there and, and the good efforts of, of our healthcare system. But the sad truth is that we are a great system for urgent care. Mm-hmm. If you're in a car wreck, this is the place to be, you know, mm-hmm. America, this is great. <laughs> but, but, but the unfortunate truth is that the standard way of living, the standard American diet, the, the way we stress, the way we sleep too little, um, and a lot of the way our constructs of our environment are, are created um, lead towards disease. And until we unite in a positive way, not in a, I'm going to take away your milkshake way, but more in a, hey, let's make the healthy option easy and and accessible for people of all races, all social status, all, you know, just that this becomes the norm. We're not going to address the root drivers of chronic disease. And we're going to continue driving this excessive expenditure, which is double mm-hmm. all Western uh, expense, you know, all Western wealthy nations. We spend double that amount, but we die sooner and with more conditions because we're, we're not addressing um, the major issues. And so, so I, so I just found that really frustrating and it's kind of like my, my partner, Chrissy, who's my wonderful health coach and nurse, and she does cooking demonstrations and, and the how to of, of how can we support you to live a healthier life? And she's wonderful. And she always says this, this expression, which is like, it's like sex, you know, once, you know, you can't unknow. That is such a great illustration. Right, you know, it's, it's just perfect because it is the longer you're working in this healthcare system, the more you're like, you know, if you reimburse sickness, we're never gonna get to health. And, yes. and so when, when my goal is really to empower patients and I'm working and, they, and, and the only way that they see value in the current reimbursement model is by the number of patients that go through your door. Yeah. Not, wow, we've reversed your diabetes or wow, you know, you no longer have high blood pressure. It's not about the quality per se or the support or the outcomes, but it's more about the numbers and the quantity, yeah. and, you know, currently. And so it just, be, well, we tried to, uh, Chrissy and I were working together and we did group visits. And so it was, and this was amazing, right? Because what I found is like, you know, again, once you learn about it, you have to figure out how to navigate it. And you're like, uh-huh. oh my gosh, a whole food plant-based diet. You know, that you see the changes it can make. And for somebody like me, you know, I was like sold, you know, but, but it's not that easy. Right. And so you can preach it, but then you can kind of drive high stress. If you say, okay, you just had your first heart attack. I want you to change everything you do. And I, and, and now you're going to go home and tell your wife, you're not going to eat her cooking. <laughs> Like, like, am I helping? Not at all. So, so we can, you know, that's kind of a learning thing where you have to say, oh my goodness, I am not presenting this the right way, despite all of my energy and excitement about it. That's not useful. So we have to say, how do we do this? And how do we do it? We make community around it. We make it fun mm-hmm. and, and we make it so that you're not isolated because of the choices you make, but rather we're creating and uniting people towards a community of more vibrant living, mm-hmm. you know, and so we did that um, in the healthcare, in the sick care system, if you will, uh, if you will, and we had a, a, a group of diabetics in a room talking to each other about mushroom recipes, and it was amazing. I mean, that, this is great, <laughs> but but then we we basically were like, 
why, why are we, are we adapting a great model to fit a broken system? Because we still had to get reimbursed for it. And we still had to uh, check the boxes that were deemed valuable by the, by the insurance mm-hmm. um, to get reimbursement. And so, so then, so that's kind of why we broke off because while, you know, there for a brief moment, I thought I can redirect this Titanic. And then I thought, I'm, I'm so stressed out. I'm doing myself a harm. <laughs> this is more than I can bear. And so, so kind of jumped out and we started true health journey with that goal and purpose. And, and it's outside of the insurance system. And, you know, for the first time really in my career, we see patients get better. And that's why we're here. It's not a good business model in that, you know, once, once you work with them for, for three months, six months, sometimes they don't need you anymore. And that's the uh-huh. point. You know, but at the same time, it's so fulfilling. It, I've never been happier in my life with my career and with what I'm doing because it's purpose-driven and it's inspiring every day. And the patients inspire me and I'm their partner. I'm not their dictator, you know, mm-hmm. and, and it's about wellness, not illness. And, and it's really empowering rather than dependence causing. It's not, you will be on this medicine for the rest of your life with this diagnosis that becomes your identity. Yes. But instead it's like, let's partner to make your identity who you are and why you want to live longer. Yes. And I'm going to be your partner to help you get the vibrant health that you need to do that, not to, to name you as a diabetic or whatever your diagnosis code might be. Yes. Oh, I love that. That is, that is absolutely amazing. I, um, my career background is in health insurance and then at a healthcare practice. So I, I have seen firsthand both of those dynamics and you're absolutely right. Uh, it is a broken system. So I just love that you, you saw that and you jumped out and you, you found a way to, to make something new out of it. So can you tell me a little bit more about the business model? What, how does somebody find you? Yeah. Yeah. So, so, and, and I have to say, you know, we are not business people. <laughs> so this is Definitely. It is a learn as you go, you know, you follow your purpose, follow your, your vision and, and, and cross your fingers that you'll get paid. <laughs> so, yeah. so that's probably not the best business advice, <laughs> um, but, but, but it, it has been kind of, uh, you know, interesting because really we haven't marketed significantly. Um, and, and because, you know, I would say right now you can find us at our website, which is mytruehealthjourney.com. Um, but, and, and learn about what we do, but what we realized quickly, um, because my goal is also different than, than most medical practices. You know, my, Mm -hmm. my goal, while I love working with individual patients, my goal isn't to have a full panel of, of stacked patients, um, data, you know, every day. And, and again, that's, a, that's a wonderful thing, but it's, it was kind of interesting to figure out that, you know, I don't need to market in the way of stacking my schedule because our goal is to create communities that, that live vibrantly. So it's more about education. It's about creating groups or better yet. Uh, what we found is that, you know, why would they come to us? to a new community, we've got to go to them, mm-hmm. you know? And so, so that's the wonderful uh, realization and the creativity, I think, of owning your own practice where you, you say, what we need to do is partner with like-minded, inspired organizations that have similar goals as us. Yes. And that was probably the biggest learning uh, shift where at first we were doing classes in our facility and, and having people come to us. And then we thought, 
you know, this doesn't make sense. Let's go to them where they are. So we, we partnered with the, and I've been a YMCA girl my, my entire, I mean, I, I used to open the YMCA and clean the machines at five in the morning and talk to all the people on treadmills, you know, <laughs> you know, and so, so I've, I've been a YMCA girl forever. And, and, um, and I love, especially our Chattanooga, our, our Metro YMCA is just awesome. And so, um, so we've partnered with them and Chrissy does food RX classes with the YMCA. Now they're partnering with Park Ridge Medical Center um, and they, and they give classes. How do you, and why would you want to do a whole food plant-based diet and how could you even begin? So, so cook, uh, Chrissy will do a cooking demonstration and, and feed them and say, oh my gosh, you know, that's not so bad, you know, cause it, when you eat, you know, it sounds horrible and people say, there's no way I'm ever eating that. And then they're like, oh, you mean this is plant-based? <laughs> <laughs> where you got to kind of say, Hey, this can be fun. And this can be delicious and, uh-huh. and, and doable and easy. Um, if, if we just know kind of some basics. And so, so Chrissy's partnered with YMCA for that. I'm on, I'm on the board of the YMCA and we're working on a lot of community projects to really go towards that goal of making the healthy option more accessible, mm-hmm. easy, fun, and, and more normal. You know, so it's not, so people don't look at you cross-eyed when you try to order a salad, right? Or, you know, something like that. So, so that's been a real learning experience, um, you know, partnering with, with um, places like the yoga landing. So um, both Chrissy and I are certified yoga instructors and, and I've just loved partnering with them because they're, they're already have a step towards more vibrant living, purpose-driven living, you know, moving. And, and mm-hmm. so, so um, for, for the teacher trainings at, at Yoga Landing, I've, I've done uh, anatomy for yoga injury prevention, you know, to, to help um, train the teachers um, that, that are up and coming teachers on how to prevent injury while you're, while you're moving and doing this wonderful exercise. Um, and also learning about lifestyle medicine and what exactly the details are, because they're in the front lines, you know, so often people are going to their yoga instructors or to their trainer or to people that seem to be living a healthy fit um, lifestyle, but that's where they're going for nutrition advice. And that's where they're going for, for the, how should I live my life if I want to be vibrant? Because unfortunately they realize that um, many doctors are not trained in that because we're not, we're not educated in nutrition in med school. So that's why, you know, you, you have to seek out further education to actually know what the evidence says on that. And there's a lot of um, false or quasi false, you know, not quite right information out there and even in very healthy individuals. And so it's important that to educate the people that are on the front lines that people mm-hmm. turn to uh, for health advice, that they know what does the data say. And, and so that's been really um, fun and exciting. And also I just love yoga and, and it's, you know, it's like living a dream <laughs> where I get to practice yoga and I get to be in this yoga community and I get to teach what I love. And, and so, and that's something that I never would have gotten had I still been seeing 20 patients a day in the, in the, in the grind. And so, so that's been um, really fun and, and partnering also with restaurants with plant-based restaurants that are also, you know, you know, so you, you kind of have to really expand and look at like-minded people that are maybe not in your field, but that share your common goals. And that's probably been the best thing that we have done because it goes to their community. It, it, it's, there's nothing like integration. We are not an Island. And if we try to do everything on our own, it's a, it's not fun. 
and, no. and B, it's not as successful. And, and so, and so recognizing that where we need help and where we can partner to make the biggest impact in the community has been the, the best thing that, that we've ever done, I think, for, for as a business. It's so good to hear that because I, I totally agree. I've, I've seen, you know, I always say I'm sort of a hybrid extrovert and introvert. So I love community and people, but sometimes I just, I stay in my brain too much. Yeah. And it's like, when you do that and you stay there, you, you start telling yourself things or believing things and holding yourself back. When you get out in that community, you not only learn from other people, but it's almost like a mirror and they can show you true things about yourself. So as an entrepreneur, you're trying to build this business and go on this journey. It is so much more helpful when you have other people going with you. So I love that you have done that and that you recognize that and went out and, and made those connections and using connections you already had yeah. with the why and yoga and then, and making new connections. I love that. Yeah. And I mean, it is, it's, it's, I think it's, you know, sometimes we're our, our own worst enemy. And if yep. we try, if we try to say, this is my business and this is how I want to run it. And instead of just, you know, I, I guess that's kind of the, the integration of, of noting or, or that meditative practice of just distancing yourself because it, when we're desperate or when we're so up in it and we're, and we're obsessed with what's my business plan, we can't mm -hmm. see what's right in front of us. Yes. So just kind of backing up and thinking, oh, you know, we're all about food. Let's connect with people that love health promoting food. Let's, let's, I mean, th this is, you know, and like we did, you know, th this darn COVID thing has really kind of impaired us. <laughs> but, um, but, you know, we did right there in that brief lull where the numbers went down down we, we did this great food is no fun because you know we 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 got with these wonderful restaurants in chattanooga real roots and southern squeeze and cashew and the local that have wonderful plant-based options that have a true uh, vision also for providing health promoting food and we did events there you know and and, and so people got to taste the food that uh, from these places some of them were known to them and some of them it was trying a new restaurant and we got to unite and and ask you know people asked questions we did a different um, theme at each one. And it was just so fun. And, and, and they really were so in demand. I was really excited to see that people want it, mm -hmm. you know, that, that it was really, you know, healthy living is in demand and, yes. and we need to, especially, you know, that's one thing that, that this unfortunate pandemic has really brought to light that, yes. you know, we, we can't continue the path we're taking that we know that, you know, it's chronic diseases, it's underlying inflammation, it's, it's reduced blood flow that's driven by our behaviors. And that's what drives increased risk with COVID, you know, it's, it's, yeah. and, and we have to really take that focus uh, away from that kind of acute, do I, do I, or do I not go on the ventilator thing and, and back up a minute and say, how can I optimize my outcomes? Not just for if I get COVID, but also in general, to, to address still what remains the, the, the primary causes of death, that's heart disease and cancer. Yes. Uh, and, and so it, it's just really wonderful to see that that's, if anything, that that has shifted our focus, I hope, and that, that this horrible obstacle could become opportunity if we allow it to be that. And if we come together um, yes. it, rather than divide around these 
you know, there's a lot of division around there, but if we can unite yeah. around something positive, we can absolutely change Chattanooga and beyond, you know, and I think mm -hmm. the potential is so great. And I'm actually really excited about it. Um, because I, I think that the time is so ripe to make that change. Mm -hmm. Well, in line with that, you know, we were talking before we recorded about your blue zone project. And I was, thank you so much for inviting me to watch that webinar last week. I really enjoyed that, but I would love for you to share about blue zones and what it is and how you are taking action and bringing that to Chattanooga. Yes. Yes. So, so thank you. I mean, it is, it's, it's like, it's a dream. It really is a dream come true. So the blue zones, um, for those that are not familiar are the longest living populations in the world. And there's five of them. Um, the only one in, 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 in the United States is Loma Linda, California, where our Seventh-day Adventist population is, but there's one in Nicoya Peninsula, Costa Rica, there's one in Sardinia, um, there's one in Ikaria, Greece, and there's um, Okinawa, Japan. And so a lot of data and research has gone into these um, amazing communities as to why they live as long as they do. And, and, they're, and they're functionally living, gardening at age 110, you know? And so, so Dan Butte, <laughs> Um, with National Geographic has done a lot of work on that. And, um, and what they do now is, is they've done so much research on that, that they look at the common themes of these communities, why these people live so long, and they try to partner with cities that are invested, with cities that have the leadership and the interest and the capability of making some changes in the built environment uh, to make the easier option healthier, or I should say the healthier option easier, you know? Uh -huh. and, and so, and I think that that's just really what Chattanooga is ripe for. I think we have the right people if we get the word out about this, um, that, you know, so, so we are having them come in the spring. And if, if we can really get the support of our community of, 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 and, and we're not, we're talking about everybody in the community. One of our major goals is to reduce health disparities. Mm -hmm. And what that takes is recognizing that it's not just the wealthy people that need to eat plants. You know, mm -hmm. we have to make it accessible in, in our lunchrooms, in schools, in hospitals, yes. in our restaurants, um, in our underserved communities. We have to make cities safely walkable if we're going to move. We, okay. you know, we have to really create communities that, that um, can drive health. And so that's really the purpose of this, where they, it's not to change Chattanooga to be Sardinia, right? It's to uh -huh. change Chattanooga uh, infrastructure to make it more vibrant, more healthy, and, and more productive and more purpose-driven. So it's to keep Chattanooga uniquely Chattanooga that we love about it, but, but really to make the environment more conducive to, to vibrant health. And so, so, and this is another just perfect example of, you know, talk about something that you can't do alone. You know, mm -hmm. so the YMCA is is really promoting this, and and we've we've worked and and gotten you know just so many people in this wonderful city are involved in this discussion. The Masters of Public Health at UTC, UTC. I mean, it's it's just so exciting. Green Spaces was um, hosted that webinar, uh, you know, and and Green Spaces so works so much for creating cleaner energy and really working and partnering with with um, other businesses to integrate and make, to make our world cleaner, you know? And, and so mm -hmm. it's, it's really exciting to see how much integration of um, these wonderful uh, 
processes that are going on, but unfortunately we've, we've often operated in silos. Uh I think that that's what we've recognized now that, you know, you cannot do this alone. It's going to take the city. We've got to take, you know, we've got to get the major employers. We've got to get the hospitals, not just one. (laughs) (laughs) We have to unite for a common cause and kind of put our, you know, how big is my logo um, or other concerns (laughs) a little bit, you know, behind us if we want, if we want to really make change. And so, so I think that I honestly, think that it can happen um, here. And, and so that, that's kind of one of the projects we're working on. And it's an example of, you know, um, living for purpose and, and, and saying, what does your business model? So this isn't like a revenue, but it's so important to, to mm-hmm. what our, our vision is that, that, you know, I will devote anything it takes to get this happening. I mean, this is what I live for, you know, and we're, we're doing some other projects with the YMCA. We're starting a series project, which is, um, it's kind of a similar vein, but but uh, this requires a lot of partnerships too. We're we're working with um, Chattanooga Girls Leadership Academy to 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 develop. Basically, they learn to grow with Crabtree Farms as part of this. They're going to learn to grow food. They're going to learn to cook whole food, plant based El Sol food. So it's got cultural flavors in it, and that food is going to go into the school and also go towards congestive heart failure patients um, coming out of Parkridge. And so we're partnering with with the wonderful cardiology with Dr. Allison. And Bailey and, and her patients to, to use medically tailored meals to help reduce cardiovascular risk. Yes. And, and, and it's just, it's so cool to think, wow, by that, we're, we're going to hopefully, if we do it right, you know, it's a big if, there's a lot of moving parts, but, you know, we can educate the patients on how to use their food as medicine. We can plant that seed in the girls at the school. Yes. You know, we, we can just see the impact of using this as power, you know, you, and, and, and also the skills of learning how to grow food, learning how to cook food that unfortunately so many of us don't get growing up or don't have access to. And, and that's a major barrier in using food as medicine is that a lot of people just have never learned how to cook. And it's so much an obstacle that they feel like that endeavor is, is more than they can take. So we got to get that out there. We have to empower them and inspire them to see that it's actually not that hard. It's just, we have to have a, you know, a couple of ingredients, a couple of night, and we have to know, you know, the great thing about eating plants is most of the time, it doesn't matter if they're a little bit raw. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good point. Right. Oh, I love that. And that's, that just speaks to so many things. Just personally, I have been um, thinking about over the years, I have two kids and they're in school and you see, you know, what, what they eat at school, what's provided is not the best. And honestly, what I provide is not always the best because it's, it's easy. And all the easy things, the things in the boxes and the packages that you can just grab and go, and they're not that great for you. (laughs) That's right. That's right. I mean, and, but you're not alone, you know, and that's something we have to say, not with criticism, but with compassion. And there's mm-hmm. a reason, you know, there's mm-hmm. a reason 60% of what Americans eat is highly processed. Mm-hmm. You know, it's because of the way that our infrastructure is and that, that, you know, that's what's accessible. That's what's yep. easy. So we have to look at those obstacles and see those as, as opportunities that we need to address if we're going to change the health of, of our area of our country, you know, it, it really is, it's pervasive. And we also, we can't, we can't 
criticize people because that is the norm. Right. And and so it's really saying, okay, well, so let's, let's talk about what we can do Mm -hmm. and let's talk about maybe one meal a day or, and, you know, and get easy recipes um, that, that are not going to be overwhelming just, just, and if you can even find five recipes Mm -hmm. that you can rotate through that are uh, full of whole plants you know, it's amazing. The kids, the kids get down with it. And, 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 you know, I have, um, let's see, how old are they now? <laughs> Six, eight and 11 at, right now. Um, and, and it's, it's, it's amazing. It's really interesting to hear them talk about food, you know, mm-hmm. and, and I'm obviously, you know, I'm not, um, soft-spoken, <laughs> Um, but, but, you know, and, and that's a learning experience because, you know, you can do amazing things with, with individuals that are motivated that want to learn it, but, but you got to figure out how to, how to preach it to your kids, yes. uh, particularly certain kids more than others, you know, like, oh, you yeah. know, it, it's a, it's a, it's an interesting journey and not necessarily an easy one, but it, but it's great to have a sense of humor about it. <laughs> oh yeah. I bet we, um, it's, it's been funny in our house. So I have a three-year-old daughter and an eight-year-old, almost nine-year-old son. And when my son was born, he um, just had terrible, what we thought was colic. Well, luckily I had a very good pediatrician who was able to figure out that, you know, this is actually something he had um, a milk soy protein intolerance, which, so, you know, I was nursing him and I was downing a lot of milk and I mean, eating whatever I wanted to eat. And so she, she told me about that and said, you know, if you will cut out all the dairy and all the soy in your diet, you can keep nursing and that could help. Or there's this expensive formula over here. Well, I, I didn't want to do formula with my kid. I wanted to do uh, breast milk. And so I'm like, okay, well, I'll try it. And within two weeks, he was a different baby. Wow. And that just flipped a switch. Now that was the hardest <laughs> diet I have ever been on because it was so restrictive, but I had purpose behind it Yes, because I wanted him to be well. And it motivated me to keep going. Now, my daughter didn't have that. So we, we didn't have to deal with that. But ever since then, it's, it's, and lately I have been trying to, to get better. I, I um, got turned on to the primal blueprint book. The guy who has written all of that, just, you know, he mainly preaches eating like the cavemen ate, which is, you know, basically lots of plants, but also meat, but it's just very interesting to sort of see what carbs and sugar does to your body mm-hmm. and the inflammation and the the problems, the cardiovascular problems and how just by changing that you can greatly improve your health. But like you said, it's, it's not easy because especially me, I mean, I grew up with like, oh, pop tarts for breakfast and little Debbie's for lunch and just a Mountain Dew for dinner, oh, like yeah. just sugar, 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 sugar. Yeah. And it's big. It's big. It, but that purpose. Yeah. Yes. Once your eyes are open. So now I'm like, okay, well, you know, I'm, I'm trying to clean up my diet. And the next step is to figure out how to start incorporating those things into my kids' diets, because I want them to to want to be healthy and to want to eat things that are good for them and to see that. So yeah, I can totally relate to <laughs> the family yeah. dynamic there. Absolutely. I mean, it is, it's, it's, it's so powerful and it also, you know, and with the kids as much as possible, 
trying to make it fun. You know, we, mm-hmm. I, my sister and I wrote a book called Lucy Kate and the, and the yummy rainbow. So it's, so it's a, a kid's book and oh. it really just has games basically. So it's got uh, Pablo the pig at the beginning. He's all kind of sick and playing video games and eating crap food. And then it, it kind of, and then you, you try to make him find his colors in, in his diet. So, so, so basically oh, wow. what, what, and so it kind of says, which foods are red, which ones are purple, you know? And so it's, it's geared towards, and you can write in the book. And so you can, you know, try to do the mazes or, or whatever. The, the idea is to really recognize that eating the rainbow um, of whole foods and what those foods can look like uh, really helps nourish us and gives us the nutrients that we need because the different colors represent different things, right? You get vitamin A from orange things and you get, you know, the, the, the red things help with your heart health, et cetera. So, so it's just kind of a, a fun thing, but, but it's, it's so fascinating to, when you recognize the impact that, you know, our microbiome how, what we eat really dictates largely the microbiome, the bacteria, the virus, the protozoa, the yeast, et cetera, that dictates our level of systemic inflammation. Yeah. And it's that inflammation, or if we're eating processed foods or a lot of animal products, it'll drive that inflammatory cascade. Mm-hmm. And that's what turns your genes on and off. I mean, mm-hmm. it's truly that they've seen that, that you can turn your genes on and off. And we're so trained to think, well, I'm going to get heart disease because everybody in my family does, yep. but, but, but not to recognize that there are identical twin studies out there where one identical twin, the exact same DNA will have inflammatory bowel disease. And the other one does not because the environment that they um, have found themselves in has, has created a different um, inflammatory, basically, I mean, in a nutshell, you know, gross you know, reductionism here, but, 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 but it's just, you know, to say that we, we have the power to redirect our health destiny. And so often we're not using it. Yep. And, and so often it's seen as something that is a sacrifice, but when you see, oh my gosh, with vibrant health, it, you know, I wouldn't ever go back to eating the way I used to eat yep. because that, that, that rock in my stomach was not fun. You know, what I gained is so much more yep. than what I've given up. And the vibrance to pursue what matters most to you is, is su- such a valuable reinforcer of that. So, and it's a lot, a lot nicer than taking a pill, you know, while pills are, are necessary often, it, it, they often are, aren't really feeding back positive, you know, reinforcement. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And, and I think you're right. Going back to um, what you were saying earlier with the pandemic has really brought to light a lot of that. I mean, I know a, especially for me, it has just kind of reawakened the importance of making sure I'm taking care of myself, taking care of my kids. Like our immune systems are amazing. Our bodies are amazing. And if we take care of them, it's, it's amazing how, how different things can turn out. Yeah. Yeah. The, just the resilience. And Mm -hmm. I mean, it is, it's, it's, it's wonderful. And it's also, um, just so powerful to think of the wisdom that we have in our bodies that we've historically ignored in our medical system, you know, it, yeah. and, and it, and that, you know, just, oh, that's insignificant. It's insignificant that your blood pressure drops in the evening, you know? So then everybody says, take your blood pressure medicine in the morning. But if we take it in the evening, it, it's, it's more closely aligned with how our blood pressure naturally goes. And so if we listen to those things, then we do better. You know, and if we try to work with the body instead of force it into submission, 
and that's a it's a lot of learning and a lot of rethinking the way we've approached um, things historically in this country. And it's but it's really powerful. And again, you know, constantly learning, never thinking you know it all. Mm-hmm. is so key, especially in the world of health, I think. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Yeah. So uh, why don't you speak to the side of things with just building your business and being a mom? You know, what challenges and adventures have you been on in that in that side of things? Yeah. So, so it, you know, it's, I'd say, um, it is still learning, right? <laughs> still learning. So, so what's great is that the kids are back in school. I think it was fascinating, um, you know, starting starting the business, and I guess we're working on three years now, I think. And so, you know, it was really a, a jump off into no paycheck for a full year, you know, and and that was, um, but it was it was honestly it was looking back while there were times where you're like, oh my gosh, what are we gonna do? it works out, yeah. you know, it works out. And in the long, I would never like, like, though it was nice to have a, a regular paycheck, the, the, what I have learned and gained, I would never trade. And the, and the quality of life of taking that risk, while probably I, you know, if, if, if other people might have had some kind of backup financial plan <laughs> going in, you know, but um, anyway, <laughs> whatever. Um, but, but, you know, I think that, that with the kids, you know, through the pandemic, it was, it offered the opportunity to where I was seeing patients, uh, I was really working kind of two and a half days a week. And then I co-homeschooled my daughter with, with my friend um, that I grew up with, that I homeschooled with growing up oh, wow. uh, largely. And, and, so, and that was just amazing because I got to dive into things I was passionate about that I would like to learn more about you know, in history and, 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 and got that time with my daughter and, and the boys remained in, in, in school or virtual school. Um, that's just the way that, that, that worked out. So that was kind of an interesting spin on things. And, and, um, and since the, the boys are back in school and, and, um, my daughter is, is now, now I'm working, every day, um, as it turns out, but (laughs) and my, my daughter is still homeschooling with my wonderful friend. Um, it's lovely because I feel more connected to what she's doing. And, and I was never connected when I was in a job that, that I really didn't like that. I was, uh, didn't have time to pee or eat lunch, much less, you know, then you're doing your charts, you're coming back at bedtime for the kids. And it's, it, it really just cultivates this negativity that I don't want my children to see, um, and, and I, I don't, you know, that it just is not good for your relationships. And so, so having this flexibility has been really, uh, lovely for, for just being nicer. I'm just nicer. You know, <laughs> if you like your job and you like what you're doing, you're going to be a better mom. You're yeah. going to be a better wife. Um, and so while there is a lot of juggling and my husband also owns his own business, so he's an artist and, and he is, um, uh, an incredible artist. You should check him out, George Donay, D-A-W-N-A-Y. But um, but mm-hmm. he, but it. So it's really, you know, sometimes it it begins to be this. Uh, well, I took him three hours on this day. You take him, and it's just like bartering, <laughs> and, and you kind of have to back up and say, you know, okay, wait, how are we going to do this? And and also to to always constantly recognize that that it's fun, and sometimes you have to tell yourself that because sometimes it's not fun. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> That's been kind of an interesting learning experience, but but something that I feel much more able to um, to work with 
when you get fulfillment out of your job. Yes. You know, and so, so while it doesn't mean that it's easy, it does mean that you recognize um, and you have more gratitude for the time you do get to work, even though you might not want to, if you're a kind of person that really loves what you're doing, you, you might not want to stop it to go take the kids to swim practice or, or do whatever, but it's um, the gratitude piece, I think is key in how to navigate that. And also the same with, with, with my husband and, and recognizing that, you know, we can truly laugh about a lot of stuff now that we, we might not have, have taken so lightly before, you know? And, and so anyway, I, I don't know that that was very focused or, or helpful, but, but, it, you know, it's a journey and I think it's constantly balancing and it's constantly changing. And there's constantly someone that's quarantining or, or <laughs> yeah. back and they're like, Hey, you want to go to a meeting with me? Great. Wear your mask and let's go. <laughs> yes. Oh, but I, I, I love that because again, like I'm living it in my own way with, um, you know, we originally met when I was working at a surgical practice and I loved the physicians there and their mission, but I didn't love just always being at the office. And by the time I picked up my kids, I was exhausted and I didn't want to do anything. And I'm like, you know, there's gotta be a better way. So when I got the opportunity to be at home, it's like, okay, well, I'm at home and, and I can pick you up from school when you get out and with, Oh, you're quarantined again. <laughs> I have a meeting. Go in there and be quiet. But <laughs> it's, it's uh, I can identify with that because I do feel, although you know, there's there's always going to be some kind of stress. I keep telling myself, like everyone tells you, oh, enjoy this time with your kids. It goes so fast, and you know it. Right. But to really just be intentional about being present and. Like, okay, I, I need to enjoy this. I'm building a business, but I'm enjoying this and, and we can do it. It's, it's yeah. definitely. It is. And, an it const, you know, it, and this is, you know, it's, it's a constant just learning and trying to navigate what I need to do is put my phone out of reach. Like yes. there's a, like a designated time that, that I am not good at, but because, you know, when you, you're, you're constantly getting emails, you're constantly getting information that you, you often need to act on, but, but, you know, trying as hard as that is to just say, I really want to be present with my kids, with, yes. my, with my, you know, and, and making that conscious effort and, and, you know, always trying to like bring it back to that why am I here? What, what matters most to me? And, and while this is important and this is fulfilling, I will never get this time with my kids again. And so, so that's, that's really challenging, but I, but I think when you set yourself up for success by not resenting your job and by putting yourself in a position to do what you love, you're more equipped to do it. Um, because it's amazing how, you know, things just, even though you might be doing more than you ever did before, mm-hmm. it becomes easier if you're not fighting against it. Yeah. Yeah. That's so true. So uh, I, all of that was so full of wisdom, but my next question was going to be, what advice would you give to um, others who are looking to, to either change uh, the way they're eating or to get out there and to start a business? Yeah. Well, you know, I think, I think probably good, you know, one is, is having an open mind and two is to be okay with pursuing what you're good at and what you enjoy. 
Um, and I, th I remember my sister once, um, she said to me, she's like, you know, work shouldn't be, you know, somehow you go through med school, you go through this training, you go through everything, you feel like almost guilty for not pursuing ICU. You know, or you know, or some kind of attempt. You know, I think I hated ICU. I, 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 you know, all the machines, all this technology, all the very intense people, and really horrible. You know, like, but, but there's something that's I think interesting about recognizing that you can make, and in fact, you will make a bigger impact if you do what you love, and and while. Um, like public speaking, right? Like teaching, you know, there was a little bit of a transition where, you know, I was teaching and really I'm a teacher when it's all said and done. I'm a, I mean, I happen to be a doctor, but, but I'm a teacher and, it, and, and to a, a large part of what I do and, 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 a, and I love speaking and I love, you know, I, I for longer, I, I performed opera and I did all this stuff on the stage and that seemed like a separate life. But really, if you, if you really experience and integrate the wonderful things from your past, then everything going forward is integrated and will be more uniquely you. And so I think um, being okay with the fact that, you know, some of what I get paid for now, I love. <laughs> it's like fun for me, you know, and, and, it, and it doesn't have that like the, the follow-up and the work and the insurance and the things that, that seemed like that had to go with the job of being a doctor. But there are times that I get, I get to do webinars. I get to do employee, like talk about what I am so passionate about and do it with, with, I love to do it in front of people and see what their responses are. And that's kind of like, I was like, I never really recognized that I was kind of trained for that at, on the stage, right? But uh -huh. I never thought that that would ever go with medicine. Uh -huh. But when it's all said and done, what, what I love to do, and if my vision is to inspire and to empower and to unite people for positive change, and I want to address the root drivers of health, then that's what it takes. It takes really getting people excited about that. And, and I think it takes a little bit of, of recognition that there are things that are not for me that I was technically trained to do and thought that that was part of my role. And so as you kind of pursue your business to say, what do I love to do? And how can I make what I love to do something I might get paid for? Uh, because as, as like guilty as you might feel about that, you're going to do it better, you know? And, and so I was like, I mean, that would be the, the best thing. And that's what I continue to try to do is just to say, wow, if, if I can make part of what I do, sharing what I love and doing the things that I love to do, then that's success. Even if it doesn't like bring in the dough, it's not about, that's not what success is about. It's about, yes. do, I feel fulfilled? do I feel like I'm making an impact? Do I feel like I'm using the skills that I have that are unique to me, that are unique to you? And, and that if you listen to those things, I think that your journey becomes clearer. Mm -hmm. um, and and, I, and I, it takes a little bit of, um, you know, you have to kind of be humbled, you know, and to recognize what you're not good at. Like, you know, marketing, for example, like, you know, I still to this day cannot figure out how to use Instagram and, and, and like, I'm technically in charge of our Instagram, which is why it's so bad. And I'm sorry for anyone that follows us. <laughs> that, that's like what I need to just get around to giving that away. Uh -huh, uh -huh. <laughs> you know, I hate it. It doesn't, I don't know what to do. I can't figure out how to link to a 
to a website or, you know, I, I just like the whole thing is, is, is not my strong suit. And, and I think, and I'm okay with that, but I do uh -huh. need to just like get somebody else to do that. <laughs> um, but I totally get it. Yeah. It's, it's funny. Cause I do, I know a lot about tech stuff and marketing, but I opened up Instagram yesterday because I've never used the story or the reels. And so I'm like, you know, I, I just want to see what this is all about. So I like, well, let me see. And I just kind of dabbled around and I just felt so ancient because like, I, don't know. I finally ended up, I did, I did get it, but I was talking and you couldn't hear me because I was playing music and I'm like, well, you can't be perfect. Just get right. out there. <laughs> That's right. Exactly. And there is, you know, there was a brief moment and I was like, I wonder how they do those videos where they point to stuff. Uh -huh. I was like, uh, uh, I ain't doing that. <laughs> but, you know. But really, health is often driven by the women, right? That what, yeah. what's on the table is most, you know, not always, but largely dictated the, the health appointments. All, all those things are, are, you know, are typically, that's kind of, um, you know, the classic uh, women role. And it, we need to unite and recognize that, you know, that we are juggling so much stuff. Yes. And, and you know, it's that idea, how often do, do you talk to somebody where like, you know, I try, I have trouble falling asleep and shutting my mind off. And then my husband is snoring like within two seconds. Yes. And then, you know, but, it's but it's so annoying. <laughs> it's so annoying. <laughs> but, but I think it's, you know, to unite around that and, and the mini hats and the mini responsibilities that, that women typically have, you know, especially women in business that, yeah. that, you know, and it requires support and, and the recognition that when you have support around it, it reduces stress because you feel uplifted. Yeah. So I love the idea of connecting around that. Um, and, and yeah, I would love to just send it on. I'm, I'm, I'm happy. I don't know if I can go on Thursday because my husband has to draw the nude every Thursday, but, <laughs> but that said, um, I would, I would love to, to connect and get down there when I can. Yeah, definitely. And I know she would love it. She, I'm just, I'm so proud of her because I've just been able to watch her you know, we've been friends since we were in our twenties and we had our, we were pregnant at the same time and we were pumping in our offices at the same time. Like we just went through so many of the same life things together. Yeah. And, and now a couple of decades later, just to see her, um, I talked to her yesterday actually, cause she finally, for a while she was, she's, she was still working, but she's like, okay, I'm quitting. I'm quitting. I'm quitting. Yeah. Okay. Well, how are you? And she's like, well, I'm broke but I just have so much less stress in my life. And I'm like, been there, totally been there. Yes. <laughs> I, mean, so I, I don't know if you're familiar with, do you know the, the, the term Moai? Moai uh -uh. from, so, so Okinawa is the longest living female population. So it's it, one of the blue zones. And, and the Moai are, are generally five women that grow up together. They're not related, but other's burdens and each other's joys and it's this fascinating like this integrated from I, I don't know if they're designated by the families I don't know how that that happens but but they grow up together so if one of them has some financial struggle the others will pitch in if one of them is elevated does well brings the other one up and so so it's thought that one of the the reasons why these women live longer, they live on average eight years longer um, and certainly more vibrantly than than a typical American woman for example, but is that they have this moai. And when you know that you can get through it, you know, then it reduces your stress because stress doesn't cause disease. Our perception of stress causes disease. Oh, and when yeah. we perceive 
yes, this is stressful, but I know I can get through it. I know I have the support I need. Um, then, then we don't have the shortening of our telomeres that reflect more rapid aging. We don't have the inflammatory response as significantly because you have that support system. And, and that's really such, it's thought to be one of the major drivers as to why the, this, the amazing longevity. And I think that we need to listen to that, you know, to create, um, you know, and I was just, my son had a test today on suffrage movement, you know, and so, so, uh, so I was trying to, you know, because, you know, the war of the roses in Tennessee, I don't know if you remember this, and I don't know that I ever learned it before, but, but it was um, really the, the Tennessee was the deciding state to get suffrage or the women's vote um, into the constitution. So the 19th amendment and, and which is pretty an amazing story. You should yeah. look up and it has to do with, with the one dude, I'm blanking on his name's mother, who, who basically wrote him a letter and he was going to go vote against, but then his mom said, you better vote, vote for it. And, and then he, it was like, so he voted for it and he changed the, the history and that was Tennessee. And so, so I only know this, this is not, I'm not like a history buff. I just um, basically was helping my, my son with his homework. <laughs> But, but that said, in looking at, we were watching this video about it and it was talking about that women throughout history, you know, have come together in these groups. And I think that so often we've lost that, particularly with COVID, but mm -hmm. the need to obviously unite with your families, et cetera, but to also recognize that we need support, that yes. women need to come together and talk about the, the struggles and the barriers and the obstacles they have, because if they do, then they'll feel more equipped to succeed yes. and more and more women in business um, and, and knowing that women are the best physicians. I mean, that's been like documented, Duh. <laughs> but better outcomes with women physicians. I mean, men are good too, again, but um, you know, I think it's just, that's really a beautiful vision. And I think it needs to, to, to in the grand scheme, I think that's a major player in, in successful um, long living women uh, throughout history. Yeah, definitely. I love that there's like documented scientific research behind it. Like, see, <laughs> see that's why we all need to get together. <laughs> exactly. exactly. Awesome. Well, thank you again. I, I just, I would love to have you on again and stay connected and however I can help you. Just let Absolutely. me know. Yes. Well, thank you so much. We could have, maybe, maybe you should have some kind of how to use Instagram webinar. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I will put that together. Put that together. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate your time. I've so enjoyed this conversation and definitely reach out anytime. Um, I can be, uh, you know, of any help. Don't hesitate. So there we go. I hope you'll join me on the journey of walking through this beautiful mess together. If you have ideas for show topics, if you would like to be on the show, or if I can help your business clean up your messaging, refresh your website, or even get a website out there, go to jandawhite.com. I would love to hear from you.